Oh, when he rips his clothes off? Yeah, I, th I was like, that's actually probably the best thing anyone could do. What the f*** is going on down there? Hello everyone, it's episode 403 of WTFTFW. April 12, 2016 is the evening we're recording this on, and me and Seth, Seth, hey. we ain't gonna make this one a dud. No, no duds. We're, we're doing a, we, we had our WrestleMania talk already, we, we yeah. had our fast food talk already, I kept a secret yeah. from you, which is that actually the dinner I was eating right before this was McDonald's takeout, because I'm a bad person. Yeah, well, I had Burger King takeout, so. It makes you a worse person. Uh, or at least equally as bad. No, no uh, I, I gotta like this. Is, I'll lay it out in recording again. Uh, Burger King is the gutter of fast food, and people shouldn't be eating oh, Burger there's, King. There's worse. Yeah, but you could you could go deeper. But on a, on like a on an international level, of of the ones you can almost be sure to find as you traverse this continent, at least you should let the Burger Kings die. Get them out of Canada. So we can compact them back down south into the states and then maybe slowly turn them into a weird state attraction or something. Pick a state like Wisconsin can become the Burger King state. Just have them all there. Kind of like try to make it into like a in and out burger kind of a thing. Yeah, like a Whataburger or five guys. Uh, so then, but then Burger King can come back to Canada all like, hey, like, like how Five Guys has done it. They're like, hey, we're Burger King, that weird little Wisconsin joint that everyone in Wisconsin likes. We're back in Canada, and then we'll all try it once, and then, like, what happened with Carl's Jr., go, like, well, this is garbage, and then it can shut down again. So, it was called Carl's Jr. up there? Yeah, that's the one. They, they opened up, like, two or three of them in Toronto, and, like, the best site ever is if you go to Holy Chuck, which is a legitimate good local burger place, there was a Carl's Jr. that opened up across the street. It's now uh -huh. a shuttered Carl's Jr. that's across the street. <laughs> yeah, the... Carl's Jr., there's a weird thing about it here in the United States of America. Um, depending on what side of the country you live on, it might be called Hardee's. I think I've been to a Hardee's a billion years ago. That sounds like really vaguely and, familiar. Yeah, like they have the same like smiling star logo and all the same stuff, just for some reason in different parts of the country has a different name. And they used to have like separate commercials, like this is the Carl's Jr. version and this is the Hardee's version. And now they just say Carl's Jr. Hardee's in the commercials. I want to know like where all these names are coming from and who the Carl's Sr. was. Um, maybe it's Carl Hardy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's too much. We got to move on. <laughs> and, uh, oh, but do you see they're advertising this new burger? Um, it's the Moonshine Burger. All right. Tell, so, tell me about the moonshine. Give me the pitch. It has a barbecue sauce that's made with moonshine. You know, grain alcohol that has no distinctive flavor except for the burn of alcohol. I, I'm trying to figure out what moonshine barbecue sauce would actually mean. I don't know. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense because, like, there's been, like, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce and... And other alcohols that have, like, a notable flavor to them. But, like, just straight grain alcohol. Yeah. Like, that's... Just <laughs> tastes like burning it. <laughs> that sounds like a gimmick. That sounds like some kind of play off of, like, people's conceptions of the Deep South kind of thing. Yeah, and... 
there's no there's not going to be any alcohol in the sauce yeah that's what i would assume i was going to ask you like if that's a thing they can do down there with fast food is just put booze in your yeah okay (laughs) so it's like this not notable flavor thing that you would only drink because it's alcohol but not have any alcohol in it i don't understand i don't understand and i don't think i care enough to try it (laughs) I mean, I don't really like Carl's Jr. I don't know anyone who's actually stuck up, stuck up. I don't even know why. I'm, to the past tense of stick up for, who has stuck up for Carl's? I don't know anyone who cares about Carl's Jr. No. If we got a listener, then like, let me know. They're ridiculous. Also, we, I, I, if you like Carl's Jr., I don't think less of you. I just think less of the fast food you like. And like, what a think about what I just said, um, Seth. BotCon hey. was last weekend. Yeah, last BotCon. Yeah, the final BotCon. Uh, did you check out any of the BotCon news? Uh, yeah, I looked at all the pictures I could. Uh, um, I wanted to just go through the, like a BotCon. The topic list. The topic list for the last episode was handy. Yeah, I figured that I would just leave that there and then just say, let's do some BotCon catch-ups with Seth. I uh, I had a few things I neglected to talk about on Saturday because we talked about toys for so long. I missed a few things. Uh, I just want to quickly throw out there, we got we got like um, the Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, Judd Nelson and David Kay were the people who got in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. But Seth, I think it was you and me who had talked about the nominations way back with the musical act and everything. Yes. So those things had winners. Let's start with the musical act. You, you remember how you and I were talking about how dumb it would be if Weird Al Yankovic actually won the musical act? Uh, the Weird Al one? Weird Al Yankovic is the best musical act in the Transformers Hall of Fame in 2016. Good for Al. Like I said, I like Al. I like Al a lot. Love that guy. He wasn't even there. But he wasn't even at, at BotCon. No, he didn't show up. Nope. <laughs> he had other stuff to do. He probably didn't even know it was happening. It's like what? Oh, fantastic! So if someone tells Send him a thank you card, someone tells him, we'll probably be like, "Why did they give me a music? I never made music for Transformers." <laughs> uh, however, it's like the, this Transformer thing keeps following me around. <laughs> I can't shake it. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, we had talked about in uh, in like the fan vote fan favorite character how it was probably going to come down to Optimus Primal or Galvatron. Uh-huh. Uh, Optimus Primal took it as I expected because it's the Beast Wars year, but. Seth, remember how we, we were covering the third category, best underrated character, yes. and how it was Cosmos, and then two beloved Beast Wars characters. Yeah, and I thought for sure Tarantulas was a shoe-in, and you were afraid they were going to split the vote. Cosmos won best underrated character. I'm surprised. I am surprised too, but I'm elated, because that means the only underrated character in that whole running actually won best underrated character. So... uh <laughs> That's that's the main thing I, I felt like I'd missed on Saturday. Um, the only more surprising victory was Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Belt at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. For a whole day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Woo. Uh, yeah, the, the Hall of Fame thing uh, went down pretty well. David Kay should be in there because he's voiced five billion characters now. Um not actually that seems like too many. I, I, that I exaggerate. Like, I think you're exaggerating. I think you're playing it up. Inflating his numbers. I'm, I am. I'm. I'm a. I'm a hype man. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the Hall of Fame thing happened. Um, 
And I'll just, I want to say one more time for the record, Steve Jablonski was the only one of of those three who probably should have won because he did scores for four films and he got better on the fourth one. I feel bad for Lion. I wonder if they knew and they were getting all psyched up and ready to to come out and... (laughs) They booked book travel and everything imagine the sad sight of them in they the were back. just hanging around in the city waiting waiting to be called in i also want to point out something i saw on twitter uh that i thought was a real good point which is lion getting uh getting nominated even though they were just singing a cover of a theme somebody else wrote that was far more remembered in the annals of time which is the cartoons opening theme and that the people who wrote the cartoons opening theme have not really gotten a whole ton of recognition of late they probably should be in the Hall of Fame if they aren't. Yeah. Uh, do we... I'm being, like, from the early 80s. I, I assume they have to know who wrote that song, right? It was a people, news item in... People know. It was a news item I know we talked about as a front page item sometime in while doing this podcast. So sometime between now and eight years ago. That might have been the other team. Yeah, that I know that info came up in the in a topic list once upon a time. Yeah, because like that sort of thing, like cartoon music from the early '80s or older, that seems like the sort of thing that nobody would have bothered writing down. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just there's like some group that you hire to make music, and then you buy the music and rights and every credits were different then and well yeah and, and, and i mean uh, even like a lot of beloved 80s cartoons like you know stuff like he-man and filmation things it became huge like some of those voice actors were paid once to do the lines and then some of that stuff would become a pop culture phenomenon ain't no royalties for the voice actors that's nope. the thing they did and that i think is also kind of a bummer uh we're going to talk more about music in a positive note in that same sense though uh, later on <laughs> talk about music in a note <laughs> oh yeah intentional Abs- wasn't intentional at all i didn't even know what i was doing sad yeah, uh sure you didn't sure i want to i want to give you the reins to just bring up stuff from BotCon. i don't think anything on roman reigns winner Boo! of the heavyweight championship WrestleMania 32. and best friend of the wyatt family suddenly apparently um yeah, I want to I hand it over to you. The only, I, I have one thing from Sunday I caught on a video, but otherwise, uh, I just want to know what you thought of the stuff we talked about. Well, with uh, uh with the robots in disguise stuff, like I'm, I'm generally not that interested, and it kind of came up just a few weeks ago, like because I was just as psyched as everybody else at the idea of a character named Bisk, mm-hmm. and then. Like, I remember you asked me just a few weeks ago, like, is that something you still care about? Because apparently there's this Bisque figure coming. And I was like, eh, I think the joke's over. That figure actually looks really cool. Yeah. I've been rehyped for Bisque. I got rehyped for Bisque because I got, uh, yesterday, I got caught up on season two. And Bisque actually has a pretty badass episode in season two. So I'm like, hey, you you made me like Bisque all of a sudden. Yeah. I feel better about the toy now. Yeah, well, I I thought the toy looked pretty cool. Yeah. So that will probably be my one and only Robots in Disguise purchase. Uh, should I be fortunate enough to find Bisque in the wild? I love that car mode a whole lot. Every time I look at it, I'm like, that's just a nice yeah. future car mode. It's, it's a cool looking car. And then what 
that car turns into seems crazy. Just erupts into a lobster man. <laughs> yeah, it's claw- his claws are like huge. Yeah, his, it, like the tops of his claws are like the entire front fenders of the car. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's awesome. Um, yeah, then like looking at all the uh, Titans Return stuff, I'm just I'm really ready for Titans Return to start coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, I like the uh, the uh, design for their card backs. Yeah, how it's like I, I'm interpreting it as the head descending to attach. I guess it could also be lifting off to detach. But uh, the artwork, I feel like it's implying yeah. it's like a it's like a controlled landing. Yeah, and I, I thought that looked pretty neat. I was like, oh look at that! Are they all like that? Yeah, look at that! They're all like that. That's cool. Yeah. I dig that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there were besides um, Wolfwire. Were I'm trying to remember now. Were there any other figures that we hadn't seen before? Highbrow was the other big one. Highbrow. Okay, he's the one where I just kept um, assuming we'd seen one, but it turned out we hadn't until yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah. As I was going through the pictures, I was like. I was like, I don't, I don't think I've seen this guy before, but I don't know. But yeah, they <laughs> they both look pretty cool. Um, Wolfwire is, I, I mean, the name. Uh, like, what is a wolf wire? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's it's a pretty weird wolf, is what it is. Uh, yeah. Someone I think Im- implied that weird wolf might belong to like. Oh, what was it? People who do like rage the the werewolf RPG that that goes alongside the Vampire the Masquerade one. There's a werewolf RPG. I don't know. Anyway, there 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 are people who oh so that that was a big one. Also, it turns out Gort is actually the name of the robot from that movie that was remade once. Yeah, the day the Earth stood still. So when you guys were talking about that in the last episode, I was one of the people yelling at their playback device i completely like, forgot about how him. do you guys not know what gord is you're supposed to be sci-fi dorks i completely but you're just playing dorks completely <laughs> forgot who gort was i was like who, what's gort that's a transformers character that's who that is yeah nah. and it's like oh who would want that name it's like <laughs> well m- maybe like the people who own the rights to one of the seminal sci-fi movies of the 1950s <laughs> 1950s didn't you see the remake that was that was fresh uh, no, I couldn't do it. Oh. I couldn't do it. It's got CG um, Gort. I tried to go to a tab that I had some pictures on to refresh my memory, and I went to a tab that had Big Bad Toy Store in it, and I'm scrolling up and down going like, what's all this Ninja Turtle stuff? Brandon. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Where's my list? Um, okay, so it was the comic-con okay the comic-con platinum box set thing yes with all our 86 figures um so like as you guys talked about um i guess some folks are upset about minimus and anibus being included uh i think it would have been weird if you left him out because he was part of that that whole set with the ultra magnus yeah but I think uh, this one dude that posted in the thread for the episode, um, Zanberg B. I, know, I think I know the reply you're, you're about to bring to up, his name. but I don't remember yeah. the name. 
Right. So he he said his beef with the idea is they miss an opportunity to uh, repaint it as a human in an exosuit. Yeah. Which seems like that would be a good idea. I dig that idea. I mean, you, yeah. it wouldn't really be Spike or Daniel because he'd still have a mustache and a beard. It'd yeah. just be exosuit man. But I, I, yeah, I think that would have, or at least just call him Minimus Ambus, but paint him like an exosuit. I would have been really into that. Well, or you could have painted it like an exosuit and just said Spike or Daniel anyway. <laughs> just just ignore the mustache. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like these other figures are 100% accurate to the way they looked in the 86 movie. I know, but I, I have trouble looking past mustaches on robots. Like, I, I can't not see it. I'd have had to start. Well, Spike was an adult, so you just say it was Spike. Yeah, you know, this is the alternate version of the movie where he didn't shave. Like, he let it and go. And if you paint it right then you might not notice the mustache so much anyway yeah yeah but no, I, I thought the exosuit idea was super cool yeah it was a good idea and now here you are poo-pooing all over it because of a mustache mustaches are important How could you poo-poo on it? i'm all bummed out because i think that that's that box looks really cool and it's platinum so it's probably going to be like 200 canadian dollars when it shows up at toys r us up here mm-hmm. that's sadness well i'm pretty sure I think the only mold in that box set I don't think I have was the Springer. Mm. And yeah, I'm not going to, I just don't feel the need to buy a really expensive box set just to get Springer. I just, I like, Uh, I like a colorful, varied character box set like that. Like I almost bought that Age of Extinction one with the five Autobots from Age of Extinction just because it was like. Autobots United and five differently colored, bright, you know, characterful toys. And I just really like the idea of it. Um, and of course, this one, like they're having like the 86 movie poster as the box lid. And that's cool, too. Um, I, yeah. I hope. it. But if I out. only had one or two of those molds, like let's say if the, all that I had was the the cup and blur molds and I missed all the others, mm-hmm. then I I would consider it. But. You know, it's going to be a lot of money for one mold for me. Yeah, and th- so, that set's uh, going to be pretty pricey either way. Like, not just because of all the paint and there being a leader toy in it, but, like, those two deluxes are old pre-2012 deluxes. So their parts count and etc. like, puts them, like, past a current deluxe price point. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool that they dug them up for that set. Like, I, the, the paint on that set, I gave it a closer look, and it's like... Everyone in there looks sharp as hell. Like, I, I really like it. Um, I like those, like, there's new stripes on the front of uh, RC's vehicle mode that look really cool. Um, it's badass. Yeah, moving down the list. Um, we talked a bit about Computron last week, or last two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but seem mostly TJ, maybe Aaron to a lesser extent, seem kind of turned off. By seeing the colored images to a point and then where i was kind of cold on the whole thing in the gray um i'm more interested now that i see it in color mm. so it, i think i'm i think i'm like the mirror opposite of tj and the whole computron thing like <laughs> where it was like his like thing from when he was a kid and for me it was something that came later and like I knew Computron from I was still watching the TV show, but yeah, like I never got close to having any of the toys. Then 
he was all hype while it was gray and i was like Meh. and then he was like Meh, when it was color and now i'm hyped that it's <laughs> color so i don't think we could be more different or much more different well i mean he's, um, i'm st- still probably not gonna get it but <laughs> okay then you are different because him and aaron yeah. both seem like totally in the by both computrons camp yeah. Um. I, something I should add that wasn't known until Sunday uh, is that we were talking about how Afterbreaker doesn't have the new Afterburner head that the Japanese one does. Uh, turns out that was just because it was a problem with the CG model, like back when um, when Rumble had the eject head in the CG model. Uh, the physical toy actually does have the new uh, Afterburner cartoon head. So that's good. That's that's another bonus point for the Hasbro version. So Afterburner is the car. The bike. I always mix those two up. <laughs> uh, it's only because I just talked about them twice this weekend that I have it all fresh in my head. Yeah, well, I'll, my problem is it's, as I mentioned, it's one of the teams that I was less connected to. So yeah. um, I don't think about the individuals very often. Um, so it's uh, the the Jetty guy's light speed. Light speed's light. the car. Okay, what's the airplane Airplane guy, guy is Strafe. Strafe. Okay, that makes way more sense. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sounding bad in this conversation. Um, it's all right. This how, that's how I sound about Computron I, most of the time. Yeah, I really like the vehicle mode though mm-hmm. on that guy. Um, I think what is really grooving with me on it is it's that jet mold that isn't that different from the, the jet molds that are different, um, but it looks completely different as a vehicle yeah it's just weird looking um, i love it I, I really like it and then the robot mode looks just like those all the aerial bots but the vehicle looks so much different um yeah it's cool uh, i like just how different and weird looking it is i like that both sets have really good strafes that are also completely different from each other like the american one and the japanese one yeah i haven't really look too deep into what the differences were well it's like i think the pictures i'm yeah the pictures i'm looking at right now are the combiner war pictures yeah the, the, but I the combiner wars one see. is based on an aerial bot but the japanese one is based on shuttle blast off from the japanese bruticus set so oh, they gotta look into that they, one, they huh? both look like completely different and they even both have like unique head sculpts like hasbro made a toy style head sculpt for theirs with the big v visor and like yeah, i just i like them both a lot and I, yeah, I really I'll, wish that I'll have to look into it and check out the differences. I really wish the Hasbro one had come out on his own because I'd, I'd like to buy four of them and then repaint them into sweeps, please. Uh, I don't really know if I buy it as a sweep. But it's just got a weird enough looking vehicle mode. I'm like, I would take that flying now. space thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a flying space thing. Give it a new head with a beard, and I'd I'd accept it. You're just that desperate. Yeah, I just need my sweeps. I need four sweeps, please. Thank you. You're just desperate. Give them to me. Uh, skimming down the list. Um, Alpha Trion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet. My initial reaction is, man, that's weird looking. But it, I think it's one of those things I have to keep looking at. Until I kind of come up with a better feeling 
He's one of the few toys that I really wish I could have been there to see in person. Yeah, I, right now I'm just not I'm not digging it. I, I really like the look of his three modes, but I want to like I want to know what the, the the lion mode especially like looks like in a three dimensional space. Uh huh. But uh, I I like what they're going for on him. Like it it looks like there's some similarities between his his vehicle mode and well not so much. I was just trying to go between his vehicle mode and Astro Train's shuttle mode. Oh, no, Astro Train and, and... They're not nearly as similar as I was thinking at first. Yeah, Astro Train and Sentinel Prime are, are like, the same toy. And for a second, I thought that the shuttle modes were kind of similar, but it's just because they're both long, thin battleship things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't know. Right now, I'm just not that into Alpha Trion, but it could be one of those things where my opinion changes over time. So we'll see. You see him in the right light. Yeah, company on and uh, let's see. Oh, those are just the AutoCADs of the deluxes. Uh, and the AutoCADs are it's like between the AutoCADs, the booth pictures, and then all the fresh Japanese pictures. Like my brain's just been like a swirl. Yeah, I think just going through the list, like that's that's all the stuff that really kind of stood out. All right. Um. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't think I need to go like figure by figure because some of these are stuff we've we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like these are actual pictures of the actual things and not AutoCADs or whatever. Did you uh, check out any of the photos of the convention toys? Oh yeah, those are a way to end your legacy on i guess i mean i guess like if you were on twitter it was impossible to not see a gajillion pictures of the tigatron ravage head turned sideways yeah or even just the tigatron head straight on yeah, i'm just looking looking all like he has a story to tell yeah um fake eyes got me good with his little photo essay on it where it's a picture of a pack of gum <laughs> Followed by a picture of a stick of gum going into a woman's mouth. Followed by a picture of a chewed up piece of gum in a person's teeth. And then Tigatron. Oh dear. <laughs> <coughs> Just thinking about it made me choke on my own saliva. Yeah, that, that head sculpt was like the, the comical low point of, uh, of the stuff that came out there for sure. Yeah. There was, there were, um, there was a... The, the Megatron head they did turned out pretty nice. Uh, that toy went went crazy fast though, because someone bought forty of them on Saturday. That yeah, I don't like that story. Yeah, it's <laughs> unpleasant, unfortunate story. There's still a lot of conflicting, like there's so much back and forth about who bought the forty of them. Uh, that like it's it's almost like man, like who cares now? It's over. <laughs> Yeah, the toy is going to cost too much money forever. I, uh, I, I had well, just keep an eye on eBay, and when one pops up that says forty available, buy it now. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, this guy, you solve the mystery. Because <laughs> uh, I, was, I was just realizing the other day, I was like, if Big Bad got all forty Megatrons, then why would they have bothered buying all the Air Razors? Because like they were confirmed to have bought all the Air Razors, and to me, that sounds like what you'd do when you got there after the guy bought all the Megatrons. It's like, all right, what's the next most rare one? <laughs> oh, Air Razor. They made less of her than Megatron. We'll buy all of that one then. <laughs> yeah, it's. I agree with what you guys were saying last week about 
Air Razor smile being goofy. It's just, it's really kind of goofy looking. Yeah, I mean that um, that's that head was designed to be slipstream, and I just can't not see slipstream. And I I like the reflector three pack. I do too. Um, and I really like the idea of instead of being a camera, just call them a spy satellite. Yeah, that makes sense. I I that seems logical. Whoa. Because they're what? shock waves, so th- that's uh, never mind. Oh, I, I, I yeah, even now, you don't even purpose. know you're doing it. I didn't even know we're naturals. I got I got reflector on the way to me, so I'm looking forward to, to putting him I together heard. into his into his satellite mode, and then enjoying myself. Because that's I mean that's a really good modern thing to do with reflector. Yeah, instead of turning into a camera, you're spice satellite. You're way up in space. You're looking down at crap. You still got a lens. You're still kind of a camera. You're just like a big camera in space. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I feel like just looking at that combined mode, like, that's the first noun that, like, that was the word association that popped into my head. Is, oh, it's a satellite. So. Yeah, I would be all into seeing, like, an intentional reflector three pack or three figures that turned into like a more intentional looking satellite. Yeah. Like something a bit more, uh, streamlined and elaborate. Yeah, solar, like panels. solar panels yeah. and all that crap. Even though why would he need solar panels? Cause he's got to, uh, he's got to collect <laughs> energy to look at stuff. Yeah. They're, uh, they convert sunlight into energy. That's right. They're actually then, very green. Yeah. And then why didn't Megatron use that technology himself? And then he wouldn't have had to like, like, take over hydroelectric dams and other power plants, and yeah, or try to siphon volcanoes or whatever else he did. Take Burmese rubies or whatever that one episode was. Yeah, there's probably an episode of the volcano, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's probably. there's an episode where they're going to drill into the core of the Earth to get at all that yeah. that energy. Yeah. Well, if they just use the solar panels, yeah. Then they, then everyone just could have like hung out on Earth and been cool instead of fighting all the time. Yeah, like hey, peace through tyranny. How about peace through energy efficiency? Yeah. You know, if Elon Musk was around during G one, yeah, things could have been a lot simpler. He, he could have talked them all less down. Violent. Yeah. I don't know if there'd be transformer conventions if just everybody got along. <laughs> Like, even the Care Bear cartoon needed an enemy. Yeah. I could never parse that properly as a kid, because I you know, I was watching Transformers first. Uh-huh. I didn't, it's not like I hated Care Bears, but I was always like, what? The whole concept doesn't seem to make sense if they're also fighting an evil wizard, but they do need to fight somebody. So tell me about this evil wizard and how cool he is. But then the evil wizard was like a goofball, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, evil wizard. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's something I was I was gonna bring up. Oh, the uh, so so Bacon has tweeted that they're gonna be doing two second runs of two sold out exclusives. Oh, the Megatron. No, they're gonna do a second run of the Magna Boss <laughs> sticker sheet that includes two sets of eye stickers for the Megatron. More than two. Mm-hmm. And they're also doing a second run of the sold out Botcon Rubber Duck. Which oh, awesome. they're gonna they're gonna print a logo on a rubber duck again, but they're gonna print it in a different color this time to maintain the value of the original Botcon rubber duck. Right, the 
dollar or whatever it's worth. Um, so there's, um, when we were going to be going to the first botcon we all went to as a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I found a website for a company that that will print your corporate logo or whatever on different items and then sell you them that thing either by like the gross or in the hundreds at a time. And I very briefly like started pricing out a couple of different options thinking like, Oh, this might be cool if we had like a, a podcast thing, like these little frisbees we could whip into crowds or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, it was way more money than I was willing to spend. Um, so it's pro- it's probably they just did that. Are you okay? Yep. You all right? I knocked a figure over. Okay. I was like, oh, this figure's head is tilted. I'll go fix it. Then the whole figure fell off the desk. I thought you were like, I got to find this website. <laughs> <laughs> time, 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 I time, 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 things. <laughs> ah! Keep talking. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just like went back to whatever website they ordered the rubber ducks from and. <laughs> Yeah. So here's our logo again. Like to their, this time, make it blue. To to, to Bacon's credit, they they also very explicitly said, "Don't pay overpriced secondary market prices on our rubber duck. We're going to make some more." And so I was right. like, "That I hope like that makes me think that someone was selling the rubber duck for a, like a massive convention markup and people were actually buying it." And yes, that is a that is a good and moral thing to do to get out in front of that and say, "Don't overspend on a rubber duck that has a logo printed on it." There are better so things did, to do. So did they sell out because a single buyer rolled up and <laughs> bought all of them at once? I, I I would love it if that was the case. And someone just went like, I'll take all your rubber ducks. It's like the one guy got all the Megatrons. Big Bad got all the Air Razors. Somebody else got all of another thing. And then like this guy showed up and was like, I want all of whatever you got left. And they're like, rubber ducks. He goes, I guess. This, this this Kentucky entrepreneur <laughs> getting all ready to invest in toys. Uh, my understanding is the sticker sheets and rubber ducks sold out because they made like less than a hundred of each. Oh, so it's not proving a... that you know at a convention you could sell people anything. Yeah, the the, the rubber duck <laughs> was like such a not being at the show gave me that distance to have the insight to realize that's a stupid thing to buy but if i was there i probably would have bought it yeah and i say that as somebody who has bought things at conventions that later i was like where the, f- where the hell did i buy this yeah this is dumb because it's, it's perfect <laughs> you're at this convention garbage. i bought this piece of garbage you're at this convention david k is there for one day they have a new david k megatron toy that can turn into a hand and there are all these cases being made of, like, I can get him to sign it, that I can get my Bacon Megatron to hold it. And you're in line for, like, eight hours waiting to buy toys or whatever. Like, your brain is completely shot. Like, the, I I would totally have bought a rubber duck if I was there. But I wasn't. That's the, that's the second time this episode you've named check to David K. Have I? Yeah, you mentioned him earlier. Ah, David K. Just keep bringing him up. I know. Like, there's something going on. Like, I've got a crush or something. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, that, that's. I can't think if there's anything else botcon wise to bring up from Sunday. Uh, oh, the when they did the um final uh 
organizer panel, it was mentioned that if Fun Publications still had the license next year, their plan was to take that new generation's Armada Starscream and heavily retool him into Beast Machine's Jetstorm, which is, like, conceptually in my head, that sounds like a pretty cool idea, but then I'm like, how would that turn out in practice? And I feel like there's lots of things that could have gone wrong, so I don't know, but... That was, a, that was like a little tidbit that was leaked out because why not? We're going to be done after this. I wonder if like it was an unspoken thing, but somebody was like, you know, if we mentioned this thing that we would have done, if we still had the license, everyone would get so excited. There would be a ground swell of support <laughs> and Hasbro would have no choice but to give us the license back. Get a grassroots movement going. Yeah. They're going to think this idea is so cool. And, so, and then everyone was like, yeah, it sounds like, like it would have been okay. No groundswell! <laughs> How would it be cool? Start yelling. Hey guys, you know what we would have done? Check it out. Huh? You know, if we were running BotCon, <laughs> if we were running BotCon 2017, we would have given you all free money. Yeah. Just bags of money. <laughs> We would have had one of those tubes you stand in and money blows around and you get to keep as much as you can grab. We would have called it the Cybertron Vortex. The Cyclonus Cyclone of Cash. Oh, damn. I like that name. <laughs> you got to put on like a, a bunny ears hat so it's like your Cyclonus mm -hmm. in the Cyclone. Yeah. All right. I'll put that together. Um, but yeah, we'll start a new BotCon. It sounds like BotCon was pretty fun for everyone who was there. A uh, whole bunch of people I know caught some kind of horrifically debilitating flu because it's a convention. Oh, I got that email from Captured Prey about it. I felt really bad for, for Orson <laughs> to Captured Prey because I was like, man, if you're actually writing an email about this, I can only imagine this is one of those like I, I have shivers when I move kind of flus. Yeah, I've had those. Like Vengston, some of the BC guys had all caught a really nasty bug. It sounded like what Orson like just it's like what was it Volcon twenty ten or twenty eleven? Uh, I think it was twenty eleven after Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I caught like this just awful, deadly. Like I I I looked bad enough sitting in the panel room on Saturday. People were coming up to me <laughs> and saying, "Are you okay?" <laughs> was that Dallas or a different one? Oh no, it was a Pasadena one. Oh, okay. It's the oh, I remember you being like super sick. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Coming back from Dallas, like that morning, I felt fine. I get on the plane and in, in Dallas, and I'm like, hmm. Like after being in the air for a few minutes, it's like, hmm. Ah, back of my throat's a little scratchy. I guess it's just the dry recycled air in here. And then I'm changing planes in Los Angeles, and I'm sitting there waiting to board the the second flight and i'm just like oh my god i'm i'm sick i'm so sick <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just i need to be home i need i'm going to work in two days ah you know the, well here's the thing the dry recycled air in the plane probably was part of it but it was part of making your immune system weak enough to fully succumb real fast yeah but like as you were saying, like everyone who was there seemed to have fun. It's like yeah, yeah. like we always had fun at Botcons, and even when we were complaining at the same time, you still had fun. Just you know, we're human beings; we like to gripe and groan. 
Um, and like whatever little jokes I've made here, it's like, I'm not happy that the fun pub bot con is, is over. Like, I'm not celebrating it. Like, I'm sure some people, um, don't have jobs anymore because of it. Um, and that's not something to be happy about. Although a, but, a, lot, a lot of them were volunteers, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, a lot of them were volunteers, so but not everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do we know if Pete Sinclair has landed on his feet? I mean, where's Pete at? Apparently, Brian Savage, like, still has plans to pursue some projects in similar spaces and other spaces, is the quote I heard. I don't know what that means. GoBotCon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he should do it. My Little Pony convention. I would love Actually, to these are all Hasbro-owned properties. you got to think of something else. <laughs> Batman Con. Once Upon a Time Con. Con, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not um, like... yeah. I'm, the way I feel is I feel relief that I don't have to think about some of the gross stuff anymore. And I'm, like, excited about, like, the unknown future. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm not... I'm not happy that it's over, but I'm kind of excited to see what takes its place. Yeah. And then hopefully it's not dumb and awful on the outside. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see whatever it is. And uh, It's like, hey, guys, you, you you remember you used to have fun at BotCon. Yeah, well, we got a new thing. Woo! It's called this, and it's nothing like what you want. It's actually going to be really awful like, oh, no damn. dealer rooms <laughs> yeah no dealer rooms socialization be, is banned yeah there's going to be a hasbro toy shop there you buy from us <laughs> directly if you wear any branding that's not owned by hasbro you're out of the building yeah you you adult fans also guess what no alcohol on the premises yeah. oh that would be amazing if they just it's say a dry like, hotel yeah, dry botcon <laughs> just force everyone to <laughs> Oh man, people would be doing such dumb stuff. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm really uh looking forward to the to the excitement of the unknown. Like I said before, like I I'm remembering that feeling back in like 03 to 05 when OTFCC was all up in the air and Bacon was going to end in 04 and then suddenly it was back in 05 and it's like, "Oh, what's happening?" <laughs> I'm just thinking about like just the only dealer is Hasbro Toy Shop, and they didn't even bring anything new. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff that's been on their website for, like, months or years that they haven't been able to get rid of. It's not even Transformer stuff. It's just, like, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's a whole pile of unsold um, Black Series Slave Leia's. <laughs> and Finn's. Yeah. And Constable Zuvio's. Yeah. And then, like, somehow... <laughs> Still a big stack of Bacon 2005 box sets. <laughs> did they did they sell those through Hasbro Toy Shop? No, no. I'm, or they I'm, just, I'm, they inherited them just, when, they, <laughs> when they went to shut down Fun Pub no, and yeah, confiscate no. all the Transformer material from their offices. <laughs> all they found was just another thousand or five, like, Bacon 05 box sets. My, uh... That... that Brian Savage built into a fort. <laughs> my my favorite fake piece of news from Bacon is TF Source got their got their booth back by having to buy all the remaining 05 sets. <laughs> Which is a fake piece of news, but I don't care. It's still my favorite piece of news. 
That's like the visual of that. Like in the back room, going like, all right, listen, you guys screwed up, but we're, we'll let you off the hook. Just do one thing for us. I was like, what's that? Well, whatever, we'll do anything. We want to sell a Baca. Yeah, just uh, take all these. It's like pulls, pulls a sheet off of a big mis mysterious shape behind him. No, he says, take all these. And then he gestures and like, what? There's nothing there. And then a truck starts backing in. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had them Damn. on hand for this eventuality. <laughs> like, we were going to just pick a scapegoat. You guys went and handed flyers out. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. You thought we were joking with that thing we sent out a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Oh, there's repercussions. <laughs> repercussions. It's like we can't. I'm even... just impressed that they actually did something to somebody, even if it was just like for like two hours. Stop being naughty. Yeah, like it. It was more impressive when it was like, oh, this is actually a real serious repercussion. Like it lost a lot to me when it was like, and they're back before Saturday's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I heard. A, I heard a funny thing. Apparently, when they were giving those flyers out, at one point, they handed one of those flyers out. By a guy reached down to tie his shoe, and a TF source guy reached under the table and handed him a flyer at floor level while he was tying his shoe. <laughs> and that guy was Brian Sapp. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing like a fake wig. <laughs> like these huge like novelty glasses. Yeah, with the mustache attached to the Yeah, thing. he's no, like, like the Groucho glasses. I'm uh, I'm looking for some of the uh the, the third party. I'm looking for your third party. <laughs> We got we got third party if you look for it. Yeah. Like, well, he's not specifically saying third party. Like he's trying to be like undercover <laughs> sly about it. He goes, ah, anybody know where a fella could find a party? <laughs> I've got a third. I've been with to me. two parties already. I'm looking for a third party. <laughs> he's just like standing in the middle of the dealer room. It's really loud. <laughs> So yeah, there was there was literally an under the table flyer pass for a third party, uh, like speakeasy, I guess. There's like transformer fans walking around the dealer room, itching like a meth fiend. Yeah. <laughs> just looking, for, just looking for some of those feet. Just want some of those combiner feet. That's all I'm looking for. You you got any combiner feet? I'm a footman. I want some combiner feet. I need I need a doctor. <laughs> Anybody see Doctor Wu around? I need a doctor. <laughs> I'm looking for my doctor. His name is Wu. <laughs> you got a doctor real bad. He got a he he's, got, he's got my medicine. He got a box of heads for me. I'm just looking. I'm just looking for a box of heads. I'm looking for a box of heads. Maybe a couple box of feet too. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that that never. That like I'm I'm actually really happy <laughs> that there was at least one literal under the table thing, even if it was a flyer, because like I always wanted that imagery to become reality. Just like the the back room, the hidden wall in the hotel room, or like the Murphy bed you pull down, it's covered in third party toys. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of worried that that whatever the new thing is, like assuming there is a dealer room, assuming it's just it is a botcon like convention, mm -hmm. um, that they're going to be a lot stricter. I think they will be. But I think they're going to be a lot stricter, but it's going to be like black and white, clear bullet point stricter. Yeah, like I don't think it's going to be less. No, it will be no. at least as strict. Uh, I just got a feeling it's going to be more and like I, actually written up by a lawyer strict. I, I don't mind that 
because I like like if like you got to do it at least do it with like clarity and, and and an obvious severity, like just just make it clear and like just straight up say in as layman terms as you can legally like we are the official license holder and we cannot uh, abide um, IP infringing product at our official trade show something something yeah. like because I mean, even more official than it used to be thing yeah like the, I, i'm sure anyone can agree like no matter whether or not you like unofficial stuff i mean i love it but it's not unreasonable for hasbro to not want it at their transformer show right so <laughs> also I, I always find myself saying like I still don't really like I kind of get it like if you buy stuff in person it's different you can get like you can haggle some deals but it's like it's not impossible to get third party stuff it's not like it's you're having to go to the deep web if you're not at a convention everyone has Silk Road. you can only buy them in bitcoins yeah you're not having to like convert stuff to bitcoin and deal with like mysterious uh I am clients under like a tour or something That'd be awesome if you did. That'd be really cool. <laughs> I mean, Captured Prey had a really neat idea, which I guess was in in a way it was also them doing a little bit of bite back. But I really like the idea where they were like, "We're not going to sell any product, but if you order something from us, we are in the state, so we can have it delivered to your hotel room." And I was like, "That's kind of cool." Weird. And by delivered to your hotel room, do you mean they they have it all there and they just bring it to you? That part They're was not shipping it to your hotel room. That part was left very ambiguous, if I recall correctly, or maybe it wasn't. I'd swear it was like they were actually shipping it, but now I don't remember. And I don't. That'd be cool if you just waited in your room, and then there's a knock, and Orson hands you the thing, like all sly. Yeah, and you're just like giving like him a, he's got it under a trench coat. You give him a handshake <laughs> with a palm full of cash. And that's how we got so sick. <laughs> he kept handshaking cash back and forth. Yeah. Filthy handshakes. Filthy cash. Hand sanitizers. And d don't be offended if people don't want to shake hands. It's actually pretty smart. Like, if people just want to bump elbows, they're being considerate. Or just a little wave. Hi. Yeah. It's all weird to say now, like, less than a week after the convention, but... I like to seed the idea because I always thought it was a great idea. The first time I saw it was at a PAX. It was like, hey, what if we do an elbow bump? Then we don't like transmit disease between our palms. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Yeah, but you could get some elbow fungus or something. Yeah. Got to wear elbow some, pads. Yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this arms race, this convention arms race of not getting diseased. So everyone shows up in hazmat suits. Big plastic bubbles. Be pretty great. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Fun Pub era of Bacon is over, as far as we know. So it's time to look to the future. Except for Fun Pub is actually still around till the end of the year. They have a whole subscription service that they're going to try to sell. Uh, subscription service number five. Uh, and they've got like another G.I. Joe crossover thing with Ninja Scarlet, which makes me happy because I, I always like Ninja Scarlet. So with that subscription thing, do they have to be done with that by the time their license runs out? Or yep. is it like they could just sell it up till then? So like you're going to have all the figures by... By December. But December. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, they and they haven't even shipped Subscription Service 4 yet at all. So Yikes. that's going to be tight. 
Um, I'm sure Yikes. I'm sure it's going to be like produce the figures, not necessarily ship them before December or whatever. Um, but, I, but as far as I understand it, it's like subscription service five. They're going to be selling it in a couple weeks. It'll be open for a little bit then it'll close. It'll be made to order. They'll make everything. And you ideally will have it all by the end of the year. What was that guy's name? Hewlett? Glenn Hallett. Hallett? Yeah. Did they call him up and ask him his advice on how to close this deal out? So I've seen it bounce around where people are like... Take the money and run. If, that's my advice. If they're trying to get all this stuff done, this is like... Yeah, people were saying there's some eerie similarities to OTFCC04 in some of this. Texas is a big state. You think they're going to find you? <laughs> the state of hospitality. Lots of safe houses. Um, there was a reply to that thread of conversation that made a lot of sense to me at the time reading it as to why that probably won't happen, but I don't remember any of it anymore. So the discussion's out there somewhere on the boards. But, because uh, they're not complete scumbags? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, Because they're not completely incompetent? <laughs> It's 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 gonna. I think also because they're they have a. <laughs> that, that's the legacy I put on Fun Pub. They're not completely incompetent and not total scumbags. <laughs> I, th- I think it's because they have like a they have this established working relationship with Hasbro Factory goods already. So it's not like a new relationship being established. Or it's it's nothing out of the ordinary except for maybe the amount of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be tight <laughs> for anyone who's going in on that. Um, I guess that brings us anything else about Balkan you want to bring up? Apparently, there was there was a bar fight on Sunday night. Oh man, finally! Yeah, uh, the final Balkan ended with just a straight up Louisville, Kentucky bar fight. Nice. As far as I've heard, because no- there was always like people threatening to fight at Balkans, like I'll see you at Balkan. Yeah, and then we're gonna tussle. Um. So the fact that it finally happened, that's amazing. The impression I've got is it wasn't actually any, like, it wasn't over any fandom stuff, although no one really went into any details, so I've chosen to decide it was over fandom stuff. Because <laughs> that was be it great. at least fandom people or like, no idea. locals that were at the bar, too? <laughs> no idea. I just saw it, a lot of different sources saying, well, there's a bar fight, but no one saying, I was in a bar fight. So, and what was the quality of this bar fight? Was it fists or was it slaps? I, no one went. Was in. it slaps or was it like limp pushing? I'm putting it out to everyone who was actually there to give us some more friggin' detail on this friggin' bar fight because I want to know more. Update: According to Jesse Rittenwick's Twitter, Rid underscore Night Viper, uh, when someone asked if it was any of quote our guys, he replied, "Nope, it was just two other bar patrons arguing about a tip for the waitress. One tried to pick up a chair." Than just shoving. So there you go. Hot scoops. Unless a bottle got smashed, uh, it's not a real bar fight. Yeah. Until a bottle gets smashed and then pointed at somebody, it's not a real bar fight. Yeah. Other, uh, until there's more detail, this is only this is maybe on par with that Balkan when people were fighting with lightsabers in the lobby. Or on par with that botcon where Bimma was walking along and the guy jumped out from behind a corner, hissed at her, and ran away. I'd even put it on par with that one botcon <laughs> when the the hideously drunk guy walked up to me and Andy Cook sucks and we had to we had to operate to get him to move on. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. That, that guy was, was good. That was good times. I hope that guy's okay. 
<laughs> I almost put it on par with the BotCon where I was sitting at the bar waiting for my drink and another dude walked up and ordered a drink. And then we started talking about Transformers. And I said, hey, are you from the boards? And he said, kind of. I'm from Cybertron. I went, oh, I'm from TFW. He goes, I know. I guess that means we're supposed to be enemies now. And I said, no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, in, in the 15 years of me going to BotCons, I've never once actually encountered someone who went like, oh, you're from there, who then like ran off or something. Like it's that, that that's no, one of like those... this guy was cool about it. He was yeah. like, "Oh, I guess once we're from different boards, now we're supposed to think we're dicks." And I was just like, "No, that's dumb. I don't care where you post. It's fine. We're just all here to hang out and enjoy toy robots." Yeah, I think I think Botcon was was great. It was great for me to watch like like in the heart of message boards at each other's throats, like people from boards realizing how dumb it is to have a message board loyalty to that level. And people just going like, hey, we're all actual just humans who all have this exact same nerdy interest in a broad stroke. Um, so that's I'm not saying there weren't people at BotCons I looked down upon, because there definitely were. But it's not because of what board they were on. It was, yeah, it's, 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 there's no, there's no, there, there was no gang branding going on or across the, going like, hey, that guy, that shirt he's wearing, does that say, does that say all spark? Hold me, hold me back, man. Hold Hold me back! You know that fake thing you do when you want to look like you're going to go attack someone, but you actually don't want to? Yeah, where you're, like, leaning back and holding your arms out for people to grab and nobody does. Yeah, and then everyone just starts looking at you like, well, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's drunk! Um, well, let's move on from there. Okay. Uh, there was one more Platinum product reveal that actually didn't happen at BotCon. It happened that same weekend, but in dun, Brazil. Dun, dun. Brazil. Uh, the Plat so Platinum is basically like all about the 86 movie right now, which is making me sad because Platinum is usually expensive, but it's covering topic material I adore, but it's also generally doing it uh, aside from well, two of them are great. Okay, you know, it's not even general. It's Halfway's doing it well, but then Halfway's doing it awful. This is one of those awful ones. This is called The Rise of Rodimus Prime. I like to call it The Sadness Box. Because you're getting uh, a newly Bloody. a newly freshly painted version of Universe Galvatron, a beloved toy. Yeah. And a newly freshly painted version with diecast, apparently, of Titanium 6-inch Rodimus Prime. Another beloved toy. Uh, actually regarded by many to be one of the best 6-inch Titanium toys. Speaking as someone who feels that way, that never does not sound like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> uh, imagining the, the rising cost of toy shipping, the rising cost of platinum, and then a die-cast toy as heavy as a six-inch titanium in this set, it just makes me worried. Um, you also get an MP10-style, like a modern masterpiece Matrix of Leadership, which is great if you have Ultra Magnus or Rodimus or any of the masterpiece-alike third-party toys that have a slot for that Matrix. You can get a spare one now. Um, I really would love to see what the set looks like in person. The color work on Galvatron, I I am digging. Like, the paintwork looks good. I like what they've done for the clear orange on his cannon. Uh, I'd love to see that paint job on Titanium Rodimus in person. This is a, a set I would love to be given for free. Is the best... Hint, hint. Best compliment I can give it. I didn't even think about that. But that, that was a literal backhanded compliment, I guess. Uh, I want to see what this looks like in person and then go, ah, and then walk away from it. Uh, Seth, how are you feeling about the sadness box? Um, well, when I first looked at, so I started looking at the pictures. I didn't read the description or anything. Mm. And I was like, well, I recognize this Galvatron and I like these colors better. 
than what originally came out. But man, I really didn't like that toy. And then I'm like, what is this Rodimus? I don't recognize this. I'm, I don't remember this. And then I go and I read the description and just learn that it was the titanium mold that I just completely forgot about. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> who would have thought that they would have dug out a titanium mold for anything? They don't even look good together. Like, Galvatron looks like a dwarf next to that titanium Rodimus. Well, and you look at his upper arms, we'll call them what would be the biceps and are actually just yellow sticks. Um, yeah, once I read that it was the titanium figure and then went back and looked at the pictures again, I was like, yeah, that's a titanium mold. Yeah, it's stocky, stocky, awkward looking, real good design idea implemented by people who had just started making Transformers and used to make micro machines. The saddest part is all the box art looks great. Like, the front cover looks great. That, like, s- series of panels along the yeah. inside. Like, they all look great, and they only serve to make the toys look worse. Because the toys don't look anything like that. Yeah, it's it's a weird set. Mm. It's a real weird thing. And then you said apparently it's going to have die cast. So, people In have been... this write-up, it sounds like they're waiting to find out what it's going to be made out of. There was a small update... Where people had, had by looking at the differences of paint quality, it seems like every piece that would be die cast also seems to be painted in a, in a, a unique way. Like, like all the die cast parts look like a painted die cast part in the closer photos people have taken. So it's like, it's 90% sure it's die cast. If it isn't, then that's really weird. And if it is, it's going to be really, really expensive. Yeah, I I was actually more excited at the prospect of a plastic version of a six inch titanium toy because I've always wanted to yeah. know what that would feel like. Um, it might be better because I only ever got two of those transforming titanium figures. I got the first two that Prime and Megatron the came out. Worst ones. Yeah, and like the weight and the quality of the joints, like everything was just not fantastic. Yeah, And if it was all plastic and you took all that extra weight out, it might benefit the molds. Yeah. And and I mean, the, the only titanium I have, a, I have nearly all the six inch titanium molds and I, none of them ever really felt better than the Thundercracker, like the Tetrajet mold they made for Thundercracker and uh, Starscream. Like that felt like a legitimately good toy that made legitimately good use of its weight. It felt good, had ratcheting joints. It's fun to transform. I would have loved to see a platinum three pack of those <laughs> instead of this. But uh yeah, for those of you who want to experience it, Rodimus is one of the better six inch titaniums. But like, you know, his shoulder line and his neckline and his hip line still are all kinda out of whack no matter what you do. The main draw to him really was that he wasn't garbage as a six inch titanium, and that he's Rodimus who turns into the space Winnebago with trailer, and there's no like parts forming. Yeah, that was the whole. Those were the two big draws, and that's back when that toy came out, which was what two thousand six or something. So those toys didn't age super well, is what I'm saying. No, no and like I only got those first two, and that was taking advantage of when Target mispriced all the titanium figures. Yeah, and they they inverted the price of the six and the three inch figures. Sweet. So I got them for the cost of the little guys and felt really bad for any 
suckers that bought the little ones and then had to pay the six inch <laughs> price. That would have been brutal. Uh, oh, cool. I'll buy these. Take them up to the register. What? $35, please. Or whatever it what? was. Um, so that that's another platinum box uh, for ni- the 1986 movie. Uh, let's move on to these uh, colored pictures of the Japanese versions of some upcoming Titans Return toys. We've now got color photos for Scourge and Blur, as well as the Japanese release of Legend Shockwave, who comes with... Uh, the Squeeze Play Headmaster, uh, known as Cancer in Japan, so it's Shockwave with Cancer, um, which has Poor led Shockwave. It's led to a lot of, a lot of the exact same joke all across social media. Uh, well, when I when I saw the name uh, originally, Shockwave with Cancer, like my mind didn't go to, um, oh, does he come with a little guy? It went to, oh, does he have something crazy like? cosmic rust paint job (laughs) i don't know if that's like like if they actually did that i don't know if that would be legitimately offensive to people suffering from the condition or not but i also imagine japan is like a place where you could get away with that yeah probably like no we have a whole thing we made the cancer masters it's It's like well you know cosmic rust doesn't really translate so the closest thing was the japanese name for cancer so it's one of those lost in translation situations like you take something english make it japanese make it english again and all of a sudden it's crazy we should be having a conversation about this over some ocha known as tea uh pass me a ringo that's right which means apple right um i think these paint jobs look great uh, I th- I think with with Scourge, the main reason I like the paint job is because the the one bummer I have with the American one is that he's just solid blue, and oh. it, it makes him look a little bit monotone. Uh, with Blur, I, I just really like the the bold contrast of the two blues, and I like his white shoes. Uh, those things make me happy. Um, Shockwave, I'm just buying like every version of the Shockwave mold that wasn't limited to people who spent over eight hundred dollars to get into a convention. So I'm gonna pick that one up on principle uh then i can make the shockwave satellite as well um seth how are you feeling about these colors um I, I was just trying to find the pictures of the american scourge real quick i'm gonna go see i, I know on dime chalks page team made a side-by-side collage of all of them oh let nice. me let me go dig that um up. right so i'll just talk about what i'm seeing here so yeah they look good i like um, like I was trying to find the scourge because now I'm like having trouble remembering exactly what his, the colors on his vehicle mode were like. And then if it's what I think I remember them being, because, you know, I can't remember anything past 30 seconds ago, apparently, um, man, I hope I don't feel the need to hunt down a Japanese scourge and pay extra with the way Japan tends to do more paint and more color. I am a little disappointed in them for not painting his fingertips pink. Yeah. <laughs> I I felt that way and then I felt kind of guilty. I was like I don't I I was like I want this, but should I be wanting this? Am I just being greedy? Yeah, probably. But, you know. I got you your Facebook link for your comparison photos. Yeah. And it's also weird to be like like, "Oh, you did a good job, but not good enough for yeah, me. Didn't do good enough, boy. <laughs> Pick it up. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I really like the Japanese colors better <laughs> on all three of these. Yeah, I mean, to me, damn. On on Skull Cruncher <laughs> and Hardhead and Galvatron, I felt like it was a real toss-up between the two, like there was nothing earth-shattering about either. Uh, on this one, like it's it's a, it's a much bigger difference. Like I on the blurs, I I think that they both kind of stand out because um, uh, Titan's return blur is like toy colors blur. So he's he's got like a thing going on. Like one could argue it's toy versus cartoon colors all over again, which I uh, think is is great because then hey, there's a reason to pick up the one you want. But uh, on Scourge, I think it's just it's a categorical improvement by breaking up the blue. Yeah, I think Scourge benefits the most. Like with the Shockwave, I like the shade of purple better on the Combiner Wars, but. The paint seems better, better done, like where the paint is, like not having just his whole chest piece be transparent, being uh, translucent, but painting that frame around it, yeah, like on the yeah. Japanese one, and then the, the silver uh, end to the barrel instead of the, the, the transparent purple, um, yeah, like, yeah. Like, if it was the the Combiner Words shade of purple with the the color layout of the Japanese one, that would be my ideal. Um, then, yeah, like, with Blur, I think I could go either way. Like you were saying, one being more toy, one being more cartoon. Um, I think both have their pros and cons, but I really like the Japanese Scourge better. Yeah, by I'm, a, by a lot. I'm really, by a lot. <laughs> I'm really interested in seeing what it would look like to have Japanese Scourge as Scourge, and then two American Scourges as sweeps, like behind him. Yeah, that could be a logical way to deal with it. Logical. Speaking of logic, I was wondering how the Headmaster guy was going to interact with Shockwave, because uh-huh. that's kind of a thing, right? It's, Sits on his shoulder. So the on that <laughs> thing there, you can see like the little Headmaster guys like riding the vehicle mode. All that's happened uh-huh. is they've untransformed Shockwave's forearms, and he's just literally holding the guy there. <laughs> like, that's Shockwave's arms, just cupping Squeeze Play's butt and holding him in place. And it's kind of funny. Hold me closer, time to cancer. It's like all these hidden features in Shockwave I didn't know was here. Japan has taught me, hey, Shockwave can actually mount a Titan Master. How? He just holds him. Uh, it turns out Shockwave secretly can, you can combine three of them into a camera. How? Just plug all their arm parts together and pray. <laughs> so all these hidden features I'm discovering about my favorite toy of last year. Still can't find it. Well, I look and I look and I look. You can go for the Japanese one now. Ooh, yeah. Japan. And of course, like, I, in my case, it's I've got the single pack one. I'm going to get the Japanese one. I'm going to get G2 Bruticus, and he comes with the action master colored one. So I'm going to have three shockwaves to slap together into a satellite. I'm all set. Uh, That about does it for those Japanese color photos. So let's... Stupid Japan and their better scourge. Let's talk about music briefly. Sony Records is going to release the original Generation 1 Transformers score uh, by a composer... Yeah, by composer Robert J. Walsh. Um, 
and, and that's kind of cool because that's we were just talking about like 80s music was not really ever done is you know 80s cartoon music was never really done with the idea of hey we can sell this later for the fans yeah. so no, we need cheap music to put in this garbage toy commercial that we're pa- passing off as a show yeah and so like the the idea that like hey this like this stuff apparently the original master tapes were in great condition so everything is being mastered into 5.1 stereo and that's kind of amazing uh that like all that stuff yeah it just happened to exist so they're going to you know great for archival purposes um i believe site owner uh username tony bacala said something about having to get back into his his old software he used to make remixes like 15 years ago because now he's got better source material that used to be instead of getting new software that probably works better i i think it was partly tongue-in-cheek the tone of the he's an old man the remark um i want no i'm taking him literally i want to bully him into remaking every track he ever made but replacing all those like tv ripped audios with like this five one stuff have him remix our theme song yeah it's so old so (laughs) but uh, i think that's cool i like i'm I'm gonna probably pick it up just because it's one of those things that i would pick up saying well i'm supposed to buy this but i'd love to listen to it in five one stereo like that would be new that'd be fresh Transformers always had some like like it had really kooky weird music a lot of the time like with weird like kind of like percussive acoustic yeah. things and I want to hear that in, in stereo kind of futuristic-y but like 50s futuristic-y yeah with like brass sections and weird stuff like I want I want to listen to that in isolation for a bit um Seth how are you feeling about this this release well when <laughs> Earlier in this very episode, when I was starting to say, do they even know who wrote the music? Like, as I'm saying the words in the back of my head, I'm yelling at myself like, you know, there's a story about the music coming up, stupid. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You dummy. You're terrible. (laughs) Um I've never been like a, a big score guy for music. Like we know so many people that are like, Oh, I love the music from this anime and I can't wait to get the score. It's like, or this movie. Like I never think of that. Like I never think to buy a musical score. There was a, occur to me. There was a time when I was way into it. And then I realized it's like, I, I was able to then like hold myself back a little bit and go like, there are just some scores that really speak to me that I want to listen to isolated, but I don't need all of them. There's only, now that I think of it, there's only one musical score I've ever bought, and that was for Akira. That's an anim that's a Japanime film. Yeah, that's a Japanimation. Um I was uh, from the mystical Orient. I was just thinking to myself, didn't Transformers and like G.I. Joe and Gem like share a lot of music? So I just read deeper in the story, and it's a score for a slew of Sunbow cartoons, including Transformers, right. G.I. Joe, Gem, and My Little Pony. So okay. So it's like just that that score that we tended to hear from the Sunbow cartoons. Yeah, because you would hear music in all these cartoons like a lot. Yeah. Like they would get reused. They would only have like two or three themes that uh that would just get recycled episode after episode. Um not and not even across different shows, which I'm sure happened as you mentioned. Um so that was going to be a question I had because I didn't have time to like read into the interview was, 
is there just going to be the Transformer CD and the My Little Pony CD? Because I don't think there's enough music to do that. No, it, it would have to be like an all-in-one because there was so much shared stuff. Which then makes me so curious to know if there are actual track titles for any of those pieces. Like, do they have really weird, like, in-joke or, like, like just technical track titles? Because there's no way that they were just called, like, here's the Cybertron anthem. Like, they would have to have had, like, like some kind of real practical title. Yeah. I'm fascinated. And is this just score, or is, are, are we going to hear some cold slither on this on this compilation? Or are they just scores? I guess it depends on who... Does actual vocal music not count? It de- I guess it depends on who has the right to the cold slither masters. Well, probably Zartan. Well, we've got to talk to friggin' Zartan. Does he work for Funbub <laughs> still, or has he moved on to his own thing? I don't know. It's, he's, he's kind of a tricky character to pin down. What if he's been Brian Savage this entire time? Yeah, the last day of BotCon. He's, he's pulls walking his face out, off. Pulls his face <laughs> off. Changes color in the sunlight. It's, straight, goes, up, ah! <laughs> it's straight up Australian Zartan. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, apparently it's this summer <laughs> that whatever is being released will be released. Uh, I'm excited about that. That's cool. Turns out that Ber- that uh, Pete Sinclair was Tomax and Zaymot the whole time. <laughs> it's just alternating. When you got the friendly one, it was Tomax. When you got the annoying one, it was Zaymot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was that time I saw Pete walking along, and he just like winced in pain and grabbed his side for apparently no reason. And all those times that Pete suddenly had this huge scar down one part of his face, but then it was gone when I saw him again. Yeah, and he had that really fantastic hair. <laughs> uh, so that's that's I think also going to be great news for lots of people who are working on like stop motions or like fan projects, like to oh, get yeah. to get the score to set your stuff to. Like, you're not going to be able to monetize that whatsoever, probably. But don't think about that part. Just like that's going to be great for everyone, like who's just you know breaking into fan media and trying to figure out what they how they want to express their fandom you're not gonna have to rely on like crappy like well we 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 used eq to like remove the dialogue from this or we built a loop um actually the built a loop thing wasn't crappy that was pretty amazing there's there's some tracks out there that were put together that like were assembled using bits and pieces that didn't have dialogue over them um that was an amazing effort i hope that effort does not get forgotten in light of the actual release, because that was an, a really cool project as well. Uh, I don't remember who did it. I just remember the news item. Uh, but yeah, I'm saying uh, a whole lot. I was talking to somebody about this after my last improv class on the weekend, because in improv class, we were kind of getting really good at just not saying uh, to remove that and like not weaken you know the tone of what you're saying. But I was talking to somebody about how when I'm doing a podcast, because we're not face-to-face generally... I defer to the ah uh, as a means of like creating verbal eye contact or, or or you know throwing it in there to go like hey I'm I'm kind of on my I, I've hit the period of my sentence. Uh, and then, uh I mean I can, I can see why you would do that but uh I still think it's a bad habit. It is uh that we uh <laughs> Should probably it, try to get away uh, from it. It, uh, it, uh, it, 
you know, uh, it, it, uh, it, it's not a great thing to do. Well, now I'm just imagining your improv class of like one person standing there and the other person runs up and goes, I just got kidnapped by a lion, but escaped. And the other guy goes, uh, yes. And, and then they just get shocked. They get electro shocked <laughs> to remove the behavior. No, you have the big giant stick and you bang it on the floor like in fame. <laughs> I was imagining the big curved stick and you're just like yanking people away from the center of the room. You have a guy dressed as a clown with a broom that sweeps him off the stage like at the <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> uh, yes, and that's all of our topics before the listener question. Oh, boy. Seth, let's do a listener question. Oh, boy. We got a listener question from Prime135, who says... Yes, and? Hey, Evangelist, yes, and the podcast crew of the week. I've been thinking a lot. He didn't say yes, and. I've so, been... d- okay, here, before we get into this, I'm yeah. going to derail you and ask you another improv question. All right. So, when people find out that you're in an improv class, and they start saying yes, and a lot at you, is that, like, super annoying? I imagine it would be. It can't. It, it just depends on, like, how I'm feeling. Well, I, because I've just realized how many times I've said it, and Aaron said it at least once last week, and then I started thinking, oh, I bet he hears that a lot now, and it, I would be irritated, I'm sure. It's it's all about, <laughs> you know, how you're feeling. It's it's the same thing as, like, when people are like, oh, your last name is Ho. Guess you, I guess you like Christmas a lot. Oh, Except or that, gardening. Yeah, like, those, those ones or I've gotten. Hookers. Yeah, th- those ones I've all gotten sick of, but that's because... I went through high school, so I'm kind of like, yeah, that's I. I usually what I do is I just say as genuinely as possible, I've never heard that before. That's great. Okay, I'm gonna remember that. Take out my little notebook, write it down. Except that I don't have a notebook or a pen. I'm miming it. People take mm. offense when you mime notebooks. Okay. Out. We could do the question now. I was just worried about your feelings. I'm all right. Okay. I don't have feel I do, but not right oh, now. Oh, buddy, uh, how are you, Fifi's? Oh, uh, they're they're they are all the feels. Oh, buddy, I hate, I hate when people say all the feels so much. I had, I had a like, feeling. Uh, I hate you, millennials. You're I like the worst. I like I like that little sputter that that I drew out <laughs> with that use of that phrase. Uh, this question from Prime One Thirty Five is uh, saying that. Quote, I've been thinking a lot lately about MP and not MP figures and what would be necessary to my collection. My My pony pony. figures. Uh, And I've come to the conclusion that I'd like to see at least one Masterpiece Combiner before the trend is over. My question is, why do you think no one has tackled this so far, especially considering roughly 30% of G1 characters from Season 1 through Victory were Combiners? I realize this would be completely unfeasible if they were to make the combined modes accurate in scale and detailing, so for the sake of argument, just assume this would be done with individual bot modes in mind over combined modes. Sorry for the long question, and click... Like, the question mark is in parentheses. Uh, P.S. This question was inspired by the fact that there are literally being five plus third party and one official Constructicon team out there. None of them are based on the tune. Sir, I have to disagree! The Combiner <laughs> Wars 1, the robot modes of those Constructicons, are so ridiculously cartoon-based. Especially in the head sculpts. Like, to get them any more cartoon-based yeah. would mean that they couldn't transform because they'd look like Acom drew them. Yeah, they'd be made of ink. And then your fingers would get sticky and it'd be a mess. Yeah, like they, they run into the barrier of if you start having things look like the cartoon, you have to account for animation scunge. 
So whoa, that's a word. I, it's the word I've started throwing in my vocabulary. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you they're the perfect cartoon one, but they are definitely based on the cartoon virulently. I threw a virulently in. I, that was actually probably a bad There's... use of that phrase. Phrase is I, just I, a I... word. Yeah. Self-edit. Uh, so, Seth. Um, uh... Uh... <laughs> uh... So I've never done the math. Is 30% actually how many were combiners? Or is that just one of those like, ah, you know, like a quarter of them were probably. Ah. It's it's a guesstimation, but not an unreasonable one because every combiner was five characters. Yeah, it does seem so, very reasonable. And then you get into things like Victory, where it seemed like everything plugged into somebody else. Everybody was a combiner in Victory, yeah. except for Deathsaurus. I think everyone else yeah, was. Because he's a badass. He's an individual. He don't everyone, need to. Everyone else was collectivist where Desaurus was an individualist. He just kept two pets in his breast. He, he was a double uh, breast master. <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> gross. Um, that's gross. Uh, okay, why do I not think that there isn't a masterpiece combiner? The, so he's asking like an official masterpiece combiner. I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- the current version of masterpiece seem very concerned with scale and when you do things like jet fighters like you could either have the robots be in cartoon scale and then you have these weird little jets or uh, they're going to be ridiculously expensive because if you make the jets to scale with the cars then it's completely infeasible mm-hmm. um Maybe you could get away with it if you just did like Menasaur. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're not even concerned that they're concerned with a very soft robot mode scale for the most part. Yeah. And so like technically any of them could happen with that in mind. Well, but they, they love to seem to show off new figures standing next to other figures and then being like, look, that's about how tall he was in the cartoon. Here's a still shot. Yeah, so, like, uh, because it's been pointed out, like, if you look at the vehicle modes of some of the Masterpiece cars, like, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Like, Sideswipe's vehicle mode is enormous. Uh, Bumblebee's is even a little bit funny. Like, Wheeljack's is is, uh, completely unrealistic uh, when put next to the Datsuns. So it's it's all about the robot mode scale, as far as any scale. And even that's... And (laughs) and I'm not saying that it's perfect scale, because that... It doesn't exist. You're never going to find that with Transformers. Let's forget it. But it seems like they're trying to be a lot closer than they typically do. And I just think that might be a part of it. It also might be them not wanting to commit to that many characters. Well, that that will be like a year and a half of Masterpiece toys. Yeah. To do just uh, five of them with one being huge. And the huge one would probably need to be at least halfway designed by another person while one worked on the other four. Uh, given the way that uh, most of the Hasui era kind of went, and I, this is all like I'm. This is me applying like a red sock template to like a brown glove template. So you know, I'm, there's a, probably plenty of reasons why this metaphor of mine doesn't make any sense. But one might say it's like apples to oranges. You, I mean, you could even instead argue instead of adding colored footwear. 
<laughs> you could say that if you were small timing it. <laughs> you know, if you just wanted to be like all the sheeple out there using the metaphors that are known. <laughs> yeah, if you want to just be part of the mass, you know, who's all who's okay with the system, then you know, go go buy go buy your food from Big Food. You know, your GMO Big Food. I'll be over here with my homemade artisan heirloom heirloom food uh so i I think especially talking about scale and like the way that they'll often at least try to match a screen cap combiners had some of the worst scale from what i have seen in in the g1 cartoon having gone back to watch a bunch of episodes over the last like couple months uh devastator alone changes from being about twice the size of an autobot to being about 10 times the size of an autobot depending what the scene is so that probably enters into it a little bit. Um, the budget well, thing is a bigger... Just the mix reason. of some of the vehicles in these teams are ridiculous in regard to scale. Oh, I mean, this is this is me just saying robot mode scale. Like, you yeah. can't even think about vehicle scale with, with these guys if you're trying to do them like the G1 cartoon. Um, I've always been a big fan of the notion of doing, like, a Bruticus where Blastoff is actually enormous and turns into, like, an arm and the chest plate and, like, also contains the feet or something um in in all of his mass but that's neither here nor there i think i think the money part and the number of figures that would be um filling out the masterpiece schedule if they did it would probably be a big part of it it also speaks to like well, what speaks to this is the fact that hasui has talked about how when he worked on combiner wars devastator he he used a whole lot of the notes he'd made about a, a hypothetical masterpiece devastator because it felt like this is probably the only time those feasibly would ever get used like any of the ideas he'd come up with for for the most part if you want to say specifically unite warriors devastator is basically masterpiece devastator uh it's not as nice a masterpiece toy on the individual figure level as say a given hasui car robot or something like that but as far like it is currently very alluded to being what you could call masterpiece devastator um now like it has very cartoon oriented head sculpts and robot modes and well you know cartoon toy fusion robot modes from the neck down um and it 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 uses a lot of the notes that a masterpiece designer had written down just in case the opportunity ever came up to do a devastator in that in that uh, environment so for now, I would say that's that's probably the it's it's the best example, uh, and it is probably the only one that would happen for a while. Uh, there's still, if you want to start using the lingo of the third party form, there are still tons of slots left to fill from the original cast, as far as an official thing. And I can't imagine a combiner coming before like a trailbreaker or a uh, a, a mirage, a sunstreaker, a hound, hoist, hoist, inferno. Um, at least, you know, the ones that can happen. Then you can get into the argument of the ones that will probably never happen because of car licensing garbage, which is always a bummer. Um, I think that if it was feasible and easy to do a Sunstreaker, that one would have happened a long time ago. Uh, Jazz as well. So, But with Sunstreaker, he's another Lamborghini. He's if like they a, could get one Lamborghini license. He's a, he's a really weird concept Lamborghini. Which I've, I can't remember when I had this discussion. It was a while ago. I was talking to somebody and they made a point that the fact that he's like a, a like a concept custom Lamborghini uh, might make him even harder to get approval for, given hmm. like all the hoops that had to be jumped through for Lambor to happen. 
with all that very specific red paint. Special paint. Yep. Terrible special paint. So, yeah, official masterpiece is a, is a, there are wonderful pieces in there, but like they are having to deal with a lot of, even now with Tomy making the Tomy connection, making a lot of the stuff easier. There's just like rough licensing stuff to deal with in there. And Lamborghini did seem to loosen up if you consider a G2 sideswipe though. I, yeah, I think that as far as like once the mold was made and they got the red one out, then it was kind of Bob's your uncle as to like, like they've what they now there's another red alert coming out in quote unquote anime colors. Yeah, um, well, maybe like going into the first, the first toy they were like, we don't know about this. We're gonna keep a tight eye on this. Yeah, and then they were like, well, that was okay. Okay, have fun with it now. Yeah, so I, I'm sure their relationship is you know especially with another variant just about to come out and with Clampdown having just come out recently, like they. That seems to be fine, but I, I, I have hype, my hypothesis is that Sunstreaker's custom nature and maybe the way he'd have to turn into a robot, which would split the hood open to make his feet, like maybe all of that stuff is giving them pause, like you know all those things that that prevented uh, the original Alternators Jazz from coming out because like whoever it was, like the license holder for the car was not happy with the way the car had to break apart to become the robot. Whereas with Sideswipe, the entire hood is intact. It reminds me of the dumb thing that used to be a big problem in racing video games that had car licenses where oh, God. none of the car companies wanted their cars to look damaged. So It's like that level of silly, like, well, we don't like how it stops being a car. Yeah, like, the like I think it... it I think it's probably still a thing that, like, especially for Sunstreaker, I would imagine that Lamborghini probably has issue with the fact that the hood has to split to turn into the feet, because that's, like, an iconic part of their car or whatever. And, like, well, we don't like the hood splitting, and we don't want it to be his feet. We don't want walking around on our iconic hood split in half. No, change it. Something like that. All hypothetical. I just just imagine them getting the green light to do all the, the variants and stuff, and red alert and everything and everything's like going like really great with lamborghini and where before it was a little contentious now they're just all having drinks together and having a laugh and it's all fun and then somebody brings up doing sunstreaker and the lamborghini people just like stare at them with this (laughs) stern look on their face and and then it's awkward for about five seconds until (laughs) the takara guys start like like sheepishly apologizing and then the relationship is never the same and they stop (laughs) hanging out and and Lamborghini stops answering their texts, and it's just a bummer. Lamborghini's like, you wanted to make two? We're cool with one. Repaint it. You already made a yellow one. They're like, well, that's just, that's that's Tiger Track. Like, well, now it's Sunstreaker. Whatever the hell that is. Nerds. <laughs> no, I don't even imagine Lamborghini saying anything. They're, they're just like they're staring. Just they look, you just cut them out. Yeah. You just cut them off. Nope. They just stand up Absolutely and leave. Not. Yeah. Just, just, not a word. Just put their coats on. If someone, like, t- taps them on the shoulder, they just keep walking. Someone stands and in the, front of them, they just walk through them. And the, then after they, they leave, the Takara guys are like, oh, it's like World War II all over again. Womp, womp. Get it? Because the Italians just left uh, the Axis. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. I, get yeah. It. Yeah, that's a history joke. 
That one was for all you history buffs out there. I left that pause so they could laugh because we identified who they were. Yeah. Like, woo. Uh, so I hope that answered your question. Uh, Prime 135. Um, Seth, did you get anything this week? Uh, it's not here yet. Oh, no. Yeah, I got a thing coming. So I will have something on topic next time. I, I, uh, my, my... Speaking of masterpiece, oh. I'll have something on topic. <laughs> oh, you like a character. I, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have G2 not. G2 Bumblebee. <laughs> Best character in the whole mythos. I don't have anything fresh Transformers wise on my end. I'm uh, I, my the, the cool Bakcon uh, middle Manning done for me by Mister Dark Prime Twenty Seven. It's in the mail, but it's not here yet. Um, off topic, I got like uh, I think I tweeted about it. Seth, did you see my tw- my Twitter post about getting SH Fig Arts Super Dave? No, I'll go dig what? it up. Super Dave. Uh, that's just what I call him. Let me go find my. Media. Oh, while you're looking for that, so you did the video with the the SH figure Bruce Lee. Yes. Right. Okay. So I'm bouncing around Amazon and I'm just like looking at stuff and I'm like, whatever. You know, I haven't done this in a while and I just type Figma and hit enter. Uh oh. And a Bruce Lee came up and it was like thirty five bucks. And I was like, wow, that seems like a really great deal. And Chris seemed really into that Bruce Lee. Let let me just make sure this price isn't crazy. And so I just copy and paste figure art Bruce Lee into Big Bad, and it comes up, and it's more than thirty five bucks. <laughs> and and I was like, wow, this seems like a really good deal. And then I go back to Amazon, and I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, this, I don't know. It's it was a little while ago I watched that video, but this looks. This doesn't look like in the video. So then I found your video, and it was like, I said, it's Figure Arts Bruce Lee. I'm like, oh, there's two Bruce Lee. Yeah, Figma did a Bruce Lee a few months before the Figure Arts one, and I don't think theirs looks very good. No, the face looks really weird. Uh, In Japan, like the major toy photo blogger reviewers in Japan, most of them, their galleries, of when SH Figure Arts Bruce Lee came out, their galleries, and on 2chan as well, just tons of photos of SH Figure Arts Bruce Lee murdering Figma Bruce Lee. Oh, just like Just Figma like Bruce Lee. putting him in a headlock, just twisting his head around, stomping on him. Look, look brutal. Brutal. There's a Figma Bruce Lee at a comic shop here at Silver Snail. Uh, but they want 85 bucks for him because it's comic shop with figmas. <laughs> you could get one on Amazon for 35. I could. I don't, I don't want to, but I could. Uh, anyway, I found my tweet picture. I made. I'm really, I just also just happy with this picture, but I got this off Mandarake. This is SH figure Arts super Dave common rider mock. Uh, he's the last of the drive characters that I wanted from common rider drive. And I, I took me months to get this figure because when he was new and in stock everywhere, I was like, oh, cool. Hey, can I get this as like, I don't know. I tried to set up a review copy thing and then there was a miscommunication. And while I was waiting, he sold out in places and then became in stock again, but like a little more expensive than I wanted. So I was like, I'll get him off Mandarake. And then I kept missing him on Mandarake. And then like I finally spotted one there and it was like 3000 yen or 3500 yen. And I was like, perfect. And I ordered it and it arrived and I'm real happy with him. The drive figure arts are extremely good action figures. That particular subline of figure arts had a really good designer working on him. And, uh, and this guy, I, I got him to stand 
like kind of on on one toe and one foot, but he's like leaning back, all reclining. And he's got his scarf on, and he he looks all happy. He's from America. Yeah, um, yeah. For a second, I thought there was actually a Super Dave Osborne figure, <laughs> and I, I got really excited. And I thought that would be nuts. But Japan does stuff that's nuts. So I, how how do I know? <laughs> I still really hope there will someday be a Super Dave Osborne action figure that I would want to buy. Um, when I put up the photo of this guy, someone said, where's Fuji? And I couldn't think of, re- of a reply that wouldn't probably end up being offensive because my brain was just tying together like, well, this is actually a Japanese common Rider. And so I guess this is this is Fuji. And I didn't type anything. I just left that alone. But that's all I got this week. This is one cute little box. With a cute little SH Figure Arts toy in it. Uh, I haven't I haven't bought any new games either. I almost bought Enter the Gungeon, but I feel like I should play more Galaxy first. And I've almost bought Darkest Dungeon a few times, but I feel like I need to know I'm going to be sedentary in my spare time for a while before I buy that. Oh. Those are both uh, rogue-like light likes. I'm still playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Are you are you making progress? Well, you always make progress. You're always leveling up. Are you making are you making tangible? Can you sink your teeth into your progress? Well, I haven't spent any more money on it, which is for the best. Yes, but I hit the level cap. Right? Oh, so you can go on raids. Well, they're adding raids. Raids are oh, coming. Really? <laughs> I was joking. And I don't. Yeah, they're adding guilds and they're adding raids, and the air quote pvp that exists right now is you fight somebody else's team but the computer is playing them that's like all the pvp in that transformers card game right so i don't know how raids are gonna work now from what we read a little bit last night on their forums with the guilds there's gonna be two new currencies because that game needs more currencies. Um, and they're both guild-related. So there's going to be challenges, guild challenges, daily guild challenges. And they get you one of the types of currency. And then, so when you do a guild challenge, like, if, if I remember, if I understood what, I, what we were reading correctly... You get some currency just for doing the challenge. Then a different currency feeds into the guild pool. So everyone in your guild doing this challenge, everyone doing the challenge makes the pool bigger. The more people you have doing the challenge, the bigger the pool. Then that money gets distributed amongst the guild members with like the more active contributors, the people who contributed the most. To the pool getting a larger percentage. And <laughs> I don't want to have to join a guild. So like the girlfriend plays and I was just like, can we just like do a two person guild? Like just you and me and not worry about other idiots. <laughs> uh, or maybe if we know somebody else playing, like she has a coworker that plays. Like maybe we just stick to people we know. She goes, well, do any of your Twitter friends play it? I'm like, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's too but, late for me to get in on that now because you'd have to wait. You have to power level me. It's never too late. 
Get me raid, just, raid equipped. No, this is how you power level. You just start pumping real money into it. <laughs> Listen here, here's 50 bucks, okay? Just buy this game. Yeah, and then I don't know what the raids are. I don't know what that's going to entail. I don't... Ugh. The raids are just um, every couple minutes. It's like, all right, five bucks or you lose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, But so with the level cap, the level cap was level 70, and... You know there's more levels to go because you see things that say, like, this doesn't unlock until level 74 or level 84 or level 72. And from what I was reading, the original level cap was 50. So they're just bumping it up over time. Um, So I get to 70. I'm like, cool. I'm at the level cap. So I'm going to get all my characters up to 70. And, like, my main tier characters I'll get up first. Because I have way more characters than, like, I need. You you just get characters as you go. Um, and there's a bunch of them I don't use. But I was like, so I'll be able... I'm all cool. I, I'm going to hit the level cap, and I'm going to level up characters so I have, like, an A, B, and a C team that are all max level. And then I could, like, hot swap characters in and out depending on the situation. Um, and then like a week and a half later, they raised the level cap. <laughs> so I didn't get very many people leveled up. <laughs> so hopefully they're not going to raise the level cap beyond 80 for a while. And then I'll just try to enact the plan at level 80. <laughs> going to break the system and get what you want. Damn it. Yeah. So I don't know how often they raise the level cap. This is the first time I've seen it since I've started playing, and I've been playing for almost three months. Hmm. So we'll see. Um, but I got a bunch of Lego guys. Lego guys? Oh, from the, yeah. the, 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 the unseeable bags. Yeah, so we're, we're complete on this most recent series of blind bagged ligaments and ladies uh some of them are pretty cool um like the little pan guy has like the little backwards knee goat leg kind of things that's cool um um this i i think there's very few of them that have two faces like the shark guy has two faces and the the lady um that comes with a net and a skunk has two faces. The skunk trapper. Yeah. World famous skunk trapper. <laughs> and some of them I'm not so into. Like there's this kind of robot-y guy with like this wing backpack and a sword that's like just a jagged energy electric energy shaft. The Jedi Knight. But it's not straight. It's like all jaggedy, like a lightning bolt. The Chaos Jedi Knight. Yeah, I'm not. All right. That guy is kind of. But, uh, <laughs> um, it, it's mostly a pretty good wave. Cool. Um, so we completed that, and I don't have to worry about standing in the middle of a store, crinkling bags, while the regular customers walk by. <laughs> I I just uh I haven't tried in a while. Since a couple months ago. I'm just like, I just can't. I am terrible at it. Uh, I I think I've gotten pretty good. 
I used to be terrible at it. I think I've gotten pretty good. And with every wave, my girlfriend gets better. And so with two of us working and both being pretty good, uh, it, ooh, it really cuts down on the time you have to stand there crinkling bags. And at least you're not the only weirdo. <laughs> well, it's always there's, easier if someone else somebody else. Because you, yeah. you can always feel like, oh, they're looking at the other person. No, I figure they're looking at both of us. But now it's like, the more people do that are doing it, the less strange it seems. Eh, I guess so. And the time before this, when we're standing there in Target crinkling bags, and two little kids run up, and they just grab one each, and as they're turning to go away, the little girl goes, I don't care which one I get, I just want one. You're like, oh, oh, you starting something? (laughs) (laughs) Just boot them. (laughs) Stupid kid. Congratulations on getting the series complete on that level. And I have more uh, off-topic toys coming next time. Next time. It's almost like they're coming in the same delivery. What? All right. Well, that's all that we got this week. Then uh, that's a show. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. And stay tuned for more. It's time to go. What's this link? Oh, it's not nothing we need to talk about. This is important. This is important. No, it's not important. I'm just wondering if I was going to ask if you knew anything about this figure because I was eyeballing it. I don't know anything about this figure. It looks pretty because it's like a dude in a suit. I like the eating. I like the eating parts. He got a bowl of rice and he has a face for eating. Yeah, he's got a cigarette in his hand. I I was just looking at a hand in his pocket. He's got like special parts to put his hand in his pocket. Yeah, this is um, this is Figma Goro Inogashira. Yeah, I don't know anything about the character. I don't know anything about the figure. I was just looking at it, going like, "Oh, it's a guy in a suit." Like, maybe I want that. Yeah, maybe I just want a a guy in a suit, a bystander. Yeah. All right. Well, with that detour out of the way, thank you all for listening. We'll be back again with more Transformers talk in the future, and. I don't know if I'll have anything to talk about in the future quite yet, but it might in the slightly far of the future. Stay tuned for more. And stay safe out there, cowboy. Uh, um,